Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Monica Packer, and you're listening to About Progress, where we are about progress made practical. I'm going to be a little bold right now. What I have to share with you today is one of the most important things I've ever taught. The number one reason why women must do habits differently. Why does this matter so much? It's not just about the habits, it's about how women needlessly blame themselves for failing at habits when it's the methods that are failing them. All last year on the podcast, you likely heard me share about a free class you could take on habits. I wanted to share an updated recording of that class so that you can know better, do better, and do habits differently. If you want to take the video version of this class, it's still available for free at aboutprogress.com slash habit class. If you're tired of not being able to make habits that stick, hope, relief, and a way forward is all coming up. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. What's a habit you want to work on this year? I already know mine is personal journaling. And if you've ever started your previous New Year's with the best of plans for habits you want to work on, but by February or March, they've already decidedly slipped into the good intentions territory. I want you to take me up on something that we are doing as a community in February, and it's called the Sticky Habit Intensive. In this intensive, you'll take one of the habits you want to work on and build it in a three-week immersive experience alongside hundreds of women from the About Progress community. In those three weeks, each week you'll get one live lesson from me on habit formation outside of perfectionism and one live group coaching call with me. So you don't just learn, you have the support to actually change. Throughout the intensive, you'll also have exclusive access to a private online community for more accountability and motivation. As a bonus, after the intensive ends, you'll get permanent access to the Sticky Habit Method course, my habit formation course designed for real women leading real lives. If you have little time, 
low support, and limited energy. The Sticky Habit Intensive is designed for you, so you can leave our three weeks together with not only a habit that sticks, but also with confidence to form a lifetime of supportive habits to follow. Join us in forming a habit that sticks and sign up for the intensive at aboutprogress.com slash intensive. Again, that's aboutprogress.com slash intensive. Psst, if you already purchased the sticky habit method in the past, then I have good news for you. Past students will be able to participate in February's intensive for free for this time only. Check your email for coming details on how to reserve your spot. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the number one reason why women must do habits differently. I am Monica Packer. If you are not familiar with me, most people know me as a podcaster and a coach with About Progress. In addition to that, I'm a mom of five. I live in the Salt Lake City area and I love to hike. I love to bake sourdough. I love to be a beginning gardener and so much more. And I'm so happy you are here so I can tell you more about why women must do habits differently and the biggest reason behind that. Let's start this class by having you think of a time where you recently failed at a habit. I call this a habit fail. Now, I share a lot about my own messy middle on my podcast, and I do that quite routinely. And as part of that little update, I share about the habits I am working on. And if you listened any time in 2023, you know about a consistent habit fail I kept having with wanting to read to my kids aloud each night from a chapter book. I just kept failing at that habit. And I want you to think of a habit that you have either failed at recently, or maybe there's one that you have that's like me, and you keep failing at this habit, even if you keep saying, I want this habit, and you try here and there, but you just seem to not be able to get it. Think of that habit fail. We all experience habit fails. It is just part of being human. I am a habit expert with the years of training, coaching certifications, and coaching I've had behind me. And even I still struggle with some habits. It's just part of the process of habit formation. As part of my work on focusing on personal development and making progress outside of perfectionism, I really like women to know that they are not alone. They're not alone in their own middle, habit formation included. When women share their habit fails with me as a coach, One of the first things we have to ask is what happened? We need information so that we can correct and move forward. When I ask that question, many women will describe the circumstances that influence their fail, whether it's a very busy season at work or a sick child, a health problem that came up or a major shift in the household's schedule. Like the shift from spring to summer is pretty big in my neck of the woods. Regardless of what circumstances they share though, Every woman that I coach somehow brings it back to a failure on their part that they are personally to blame for their habit fails. They'll go even deeper in their blame and say things like, oh, I'm just lazy, or I never finish whatever I start, or I don't keep my own commitments to myself. I am not disciplined at all. Now, I told you that we all experience habit fails, and in large part, why you're taking this class is because you are tired of those habit fails. And I'm with you there. They can be pretty exhausting when you keep failing at them. So you may be here because you're tired of habit fails. But my question to you is, are you also tired of blaming yourself? I want to tell you a little truth about habit fails. Habit fails in and of themselves are not wrong. 
They're not wrong. Again, they're an important part of habit formation. But what's wrong is when we make habit fails mean something is wrong with us. You heard at the beginning of this class, I would consider myself a habit person, but I was not always this way. For years, I blamed myself because I thought I just didn't have enough willpower or determination to make my personal habits stick. Now, all growing up, it was the reverse. I seemed to have a superhuman willpower. I was even kind of known for it in my little community. My maiden name is Simmons, and people would kind of say, if Monica Simmons chooses to do something, she gets it done. And that's because I was largely an overachieving perfectionist, the stereotypical kind when you think of a perfectionist. And that translated to my goals and my achievements, but also connected to the way that I ran my day-to-day life with my habits. All or nothing was the only model I followed in life. And all was the only mode that I operated in. This is a picture of me as a young adult. I was 20 years old in this picture, about to turn 21. And this was at my prime in many ways on the outside. I had almost straight A's in college. I was on every honor roll you can think of. I had a scholarship. I looked young and fit. I was super spiritual, like all the things. But this is when I really crashed and burned as a young adult. I was paying a price for my perfectionism, a price that nearly cost me my life in the process because of the mental health crises that followed after years of being hell-bent on perfectionism. As part of my breakup with perfectionism, something really hard for me happened my willpower seemed to vanish overnight. And as part of that, I grew afraid of trying for myself anymore. And for 10 years, I stayed stuck in that fear. I didn't try for myself anymore. Now I could show up for the things that mattered to me. I used to be a middle school teacher. I was an amazing teacher if I do say so myself. And then I became a mom and I feel like I was a good mom. I was a good wife. I could show up for my people and I could show up for those responsibilities. But when it came to myself for my own support, for my own habits, I left it all on the sidelines. I just really didn't trust my ability to form habits because I thought the price for good habits was the all from all or nothing. And I knew I could no longer pay that price. Additionally, it just didn't feel practical. I felt like if I worked on myself, I'd be taking time away from my responsibilities. And that felt selfish. So instead of pursuing the all of the all or nothing model, I continued to stay safe in the nothing side. And I became a nothinger. This all came crashing down on me after a series of life-altering lows as a young mom. This is a picture from that time, and you can just see it in my eyes how burned out I am. And it was in every single way, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. I was a living shell of who I used to be and who I knew I was. And as part of this recognition of all my life crashing down on me, I realized that I was doing myself and my family no favors by being a nothinger and that I had to find a new way to progress outside of perfectionism, outside of that all or nothing cycle, because the nothing side was a weird form of perfectionism too. Now you've likely heard this, but this became a years long experiment for me that was quite accidental, but completely changed my life. Initially, I worked a lot on my own identity of trying to figure out who I was again. and. What you see here is a picture of me one year apart. And for me, yeah, I'm wearing makeup in the second one, so that helps. But it's my eyes. My eyes are completely different. I was starting to feel different because I was prioritizing myself again. I was prioritizing making progress in my life. And I was making so many internal changes to find myself again. But then I found that that only took me so far. I hit this major plateau in my personal progress where I could tell better who I was and I knew myself better, but that self was not being supported in my day-to-day life. I had made so much progress in my identity and my fulfillment, but in order to continue my progress, I had to make 
habits part of the equation. And this is where I started to do something I never counted on. I started to try to learn more about habit formation. That's when I began to read the latest books and information on habit formation. It was a really exciting time, honestly. There were a lot of new experts and they had a lot of great new methods on how to form habits in ways that were really different and hope-giving. Maybe you've read these books too. I think we were all talking about them. Now, I began to apply their tips and tricks to my own habits. I was so excited to do so because after all, these were new ways and they were science-backed and I was a ready and a willing student and I showed up with exactness to these prescribed plans. But then something really discouraging happened. Even with the most up-to-date methods, I failed at my habits over and over. My habits still were not sticking. Initially, I thought I was to blame again because honestly, who else was there to blame? I thought maybe I'm broken. Maybe habit formation is just reserved for this elite subset of human who's able to do the all and not pay the price. And that's clearly not me. Luckily, though, this is when my years-long experiment of working on progress outside of perfectionism kicked in. And I challenged myself to persist, but to do so with more curiosity, to step back and analyze the real reasons why I was feeling at habits, to make my failures part of the learning process instead of my failures being a reason why I have to stop. So I kept trying with the habit fails along for the ride to help inform me on what was really going on. As part of this time, I actually began to work with clients as a coach, mostly just about their identity and their fulfillment. But again, I was surprised by the same thing with them. They were making a lot of progress in their identity and in their fulfillment, but habits had to be part of the equation. That's because my clients wanted to work on things like feeling more like themselves. They wanted to have more energy, improve their relationships, deepen their spiritual identity, improve their sleep, have time for hobbies, create more order in their day-to-day lives, and so much more. And it was clear to me that as we were doing that work, that habits were what made these things possible. But when we tried to apply the same prescriptions from the latest habit formation methods, just like me, my clients also found themselves failing and then blaming themselves for those habit fails. This is when I had to step up as a coach and acknowledge the truth. Popular habit methods were not working. They weren't working for the variety of women I was working with, including the woman who was the caretaker for her elderly parent, the young mom dealing with unpredictable toddler tantrums, the working professional struggling with balance, and the mama working around the clock both inside and outside the home. The truth was that all of my clients across all backgrounds were struggling to make habits that stick even with these most up-to-date methods. And I knew these women well. They were not weak. They were not lazy. They were not incapable. And I knew myself too. Neither was I. So instead of blaming us, I did what any self-proclaimed personal development scientist, as I considered myself, would do. I took an even bigger step back and I decided we needed to stop blaming ourselves and instead decide what was wrong with these methods. If the popular habit methods were not working, I had to find out why. I did a lot of experimentation. I did a lot of digging. I really leaned into the curiosity. And one day out of nowhere, the reason why these popular habit methods weren't working for me came to me. And it's as I was looking at all these books and all the methods and, and the people that we were learning these methods from. And I realized the reason why these habit formations weren't working is because these were good men with great methods, but they were men. I want to hit a little time out here because All of you who are listening are going to have different reactions to that statement. For some of you, that statement is going to sound way too feministy for you. And others, this will not sound feministy enough. You might be saying things like, why bash men? 
their work is valuable. You shouldn't just sweep it aside because they're men. And you are right. And others of you might be saying, I can do anything a man can do. We don't need things dumbed down for us as women. And you're right too. So I want to say this right here and be very transparent with you. As weird as this sounds, I love men. (laughs) I have so many good men in my life that make my life way better. I love learning from men. I've had incredible coaches and personal teachers in my life and mentors that are all men. I have an incredible spouse who is very supportive of me and someone who I really see as a true partner in my life. So when we talk about these methods, I want you to remember what I'm saying about them. These are good men and they have great methods, but they are missing something that is very important. Women must do habits differently. Why? Because women's lives are different from men's lives. This is another statement that might put off the alarm bells for you because we know that even our lives as women differ from each other's. But I will teach you, so stick with me, that as a collective, our lives are different from men's lives. And this is science back. We could honestly take hours on why this is. Even hormones alone would make a great discussion. But to keep it simple, it comes down to one major thing, an umbrella reason of sorts that encompasses the high majority of reasons underneath it. That reason is invisible labor. Maybe you're familiar with this term or maybe you're not. This answer may surprise you, but this reason is what unified all of the women from many different backgrounds that I was working with. It unified all of them because all of them had invisible labor. Let's define it. This is my definition of invisible labor that I've used combining all the reasons that researchers and scientists have shared. Invisible labor is the literal and mental emotional labor performed to keep homes, communities, and institutions afloat that is largely undervalued, underpaid, and unseen. Who performs the high majority of invisible labor? Women. Once I saw this, I honestly was like a fox catching a hare. Like I had to pursue this tidbit of information and find out more. I have researched the heck out of this for years, all about invisible labor. And I'm not alone. Invisible labor has actually been researched and discussed for decades by hundreds of scientists, writers, and researchers. But to save you from listening to a whole thesis on this, I want to refer you to two researchers and writers who especially grounded for me what invisible labor is and how it affects our day-to-day realities as women. The first is Eve Rotsky, who wrote Fair Play, and the second is Caroline Criado Perez from Invisible Women, another book. In their combined decades of research, they show that even for the modern woman right now today, from the super boss entrepreneur to the slay-it stay-at-home mom, women across the board and across the world carry the high majority of caretaking home and family responsibilities in your workspace. Who plans your work parties? These are responsibilities that, again, are largely unpaid, unseen, and undervalued. In fact, I'm going to share something very fascinating with you. If we were to put a price tag to what women do to make homes and communities run, it would be a $10.9 trillion a year industry. That number comes from a New York Times study. And friends, it is based on a $7.25 an hour wage. And that number was created before inflation, which we recently experienced. So even this number is significantly undervalued. Now, I have even more stats that I thought would interest you. Here's one, quote, in the U.S. alone, married mothers spend nearly double the time on housework and childcare than American fathers do, unquote. Another one, quote, researchers at Oklahoma and Arizona State Universities 
found that 90% of participants who were married or partnered mothers reported taking exclusive responsibility for household tasks, unquote. The reason why it's important they say married or partnered means that these are not single women, meaning they should have people who share their responsibilities, but they take on the exclusive responsibility for household tasks. Now, a lot of the tasks actually include managing household members' emotional states. I'm going to bring that up again in just a moment. Another stat that's really impressive is that nearly 90% of participants said they bore sole responsibility for organizing their family schedules. 70% said they were the captain of their ship and routinely completed and assigned household tasks, unquote. This one's really important for those of you who do happen to have a more supportive household, whether you have a spouse or a partner who contributes a lot to running the house or kids who take on more responsibilities. But ask yourself, how much are you in charge of directing who is doing what? And what is happening when? How often are you the captain of the ship? In addition to that, how much are you carrying the emotional load for how your family members are doing? Now, those things are actually called the mental load. And it is a huge pillar to invisible labor. Let's go back to the definition. Invisible labor is the literal and mental emotional labor performed to keep homes, communities, and institutions afloat. The mental load alone takes a lot of energy and even time to carry. It's not even about how much you're doing on the outside, even though it's a tremendous amount. It's also how much you are carrying on the inside. If you're not sure if this research applies to you, then let me ask you the most defining question that E. Rotsky asked of her research participants. And this is the question that she discovered most easily reveals the disparity of invisible labor between gender roles. The question is, who gets the mustard? You could replace mustard with any condiment, but who tracks when the mustard is out? Who goes to the grocery store to get it? Who in the household knows what brand, flavor, and size preferences other members of the household carry? But this isn't just about condiments. You can ask other questions like, who stocks the cleaning products? Who maintains the family calendar? Who is aware that the dryer's vent needs to be cleaned out ASAP? Who knows when someone is struggling in their home? I want to be really clear about something else. This is not me complaining about the work it requires to keep families, households, and communities afloat. This work matters. It has to be done. In truth, it needs to be valued even more. I love what Caroline Criado Perez says about this. Quote, women's unpaid work is the work that society depends on, and it is work from which society as a whole benefits. Unquote. This is not about politics. It's not about religion. It's not even about social science, although it could be about all of those things. I want you to remember it's just the facts. While there's a lot we can and I believe should do to better value women and support them and the invisible labor that they are carrying. The truth is, is that these shifts take time and invisible labor is the reality that every woman on earth is carrying, regardless of if they have children in the home or regardless of if they're bringing home a paycheck or not. The majority of women are carrying the majority of invisible labor. Let's bring this back to habits and why invisible labor is the number one reason why women must do habits differently. Because of the nature of performing invisible labor, as women, we have more interruptions. This is both mentally and literally. Again, the mental load is a big factor and it's often just as heavy or even heavier than the time or labor load. We have far more interruptions. The next reason is that we have less time. Melinda Gates wrote that, quote, on average, women spend four and a half hours a day doing household chores, while men spend less than half as much time. And that's in the United States. We have less time. Because of invisible labor, we also have more reactive demands. As women, our responsibilities are connected to relationships, to people. And that requires us to be more reactive. 
because people and their needs are more reactive in nature, especially when there's caregiving involved in any capacity, whether you help care for children or elderly family members or even neighbors. A quick example on this. Soon after we moved in here, I was really excited one day to have a babysitter and have a couple hours to work. And as soon as I sat down, I got a text from my lovely neighbor who was both elderly and deaf and she needed my help and I was happy to help her. And I went and did that. And by the time I was done, my work time was gone. If we care for people, we have more reactive demands. All of these reasons add up to us having less predictability. I literally don't know a single woman with a consistent schedule she can count on day in and day out. Again, because of invisible labor, we have more interruptions, less time, more reactive demands, and less predictability. This may seem like helpful or even enraging information to have, but let's ask the, again, bigger question on why it's relevant to this class. How does invisible labor translate to women's habit fails when we use what I call the GMGMs? That stands for good men and their great methods. Why does invisible labor make us fail more at habits when we're using the GMGMs? For starters, all theories originate within the creator's own lived experience. These GMGMs are no different. Their own experiences with their habit methods that they formed started and were first applied within their own lives, lives that are largely absent of that level of invisible labor that we carry as women. Also, when you read their materials closely, you will discover something that Caroline Criado Perez talks a lot about in her book, Invisible Women. Their own research was largely done on men. They have some case studies and examples of women in their materials, but not often. And when you read more in the research, the amount of men that have been researched in applying these methods largely outweigh women. The GMGMs are not fully inclusive of women and how our lives are. And it's not like they did this on purpose. In fact, I'm sure they didn't. It's something that Caroline Criado Perez says is an unintended male bias. She says, quote, Failing to include the perspective of women is a huge driver of unintended male bias that attempts, often in good faith, to pass itself off as gender neutral, unquote. So again, let's go back to that question. How does invisible labor translate to women's habit fails when we use the GMG? The answer is simple. They are missing information. That means that the GMGMs, the good men with their great methods, are not designed for real women living real lives. They're not designed for you. To exemplify this, let me ask you how you would answer this question that points back to the traditional ways we all, in quotes, know habits must be formed. How long does it take to form a habit? What was the answer that came to your mind right away? You probably said 21 days or 28 days. Sometimes I even get 100 days. Regardless, all of us will say a certain number. All of us. I have yet to have someone not be able to answer that question. But regardless of the number, whether it's 21, 28, 100, or even 1,000 days, that number relies on super consistency during a specific time frame. And this is a type of consistency that demands inflexible rigidity. Those numbers, 21, 28, 100 days, they come from the GM GMs. So using this as an example of why the larger GM GMs are missing the mark for women, it's two big reasons that I can make it all come down to. The first reason is that the GM GMs are too reliant on willpower. Willpower is actually just energy. Invisible labor takes a ton of literal and emotional energy, and women are rightfully exhausted from all the invisible labor that we're carrying around. That means our willpower, in other words, our energy, is more limited. And the other big reason is that the GMGMs are too reliant on predictability. 
Because those numbers rely on rigid consistency, that consistency is largely dependent on having a level of predictability in your life. And as women, we don't have that luxury. Even if we have nine to five jobs, the research shows we do not share the same predictability as our male coworkers. Isn't this fascinating? Let's take a quick break for our sponsors. When I first learned that my deodorant had aluminum in it, I stopped using it cold turkey and found a product that made me feel more secure about its ingredients. It can be shocking when we learn about something gross in a product that we use often. As parents, especially, we want to give our kids proper nutrition with clean ingredients, starting from day one. And that's why I want to tell you about A2 Platinum Premium Infant Formula. It's nutritionally complete with key ingredients to provide a strong foundation for growing babies. And they have a flawless record of zero recalls. My darling baby niece has needed a formula that works for her fussy tummy and one that my sister could feel confident in providing for her. So we sent her some A2 Platinum. My sister was so shocked that her baby happily took the bottle the first time and that her little tummy was quite happy. My sister also let me know that she personally loved that it wasn't chalky in texture like other formulas they have tried. And I felt good as an aunt knowing that the formula had a track record of safety to back it, even earning the Clean Label Project's Purity Award. A2 Platinum is made from fresh, pure A2 milk from cows that naturally produce only the A2 protein, so it's perfect for tiny tummies. Trust A2 Platinum for your little one. Pick it up at your local Meyer or Wegmans stores, or have it delivered directly to your door by visiting a2platinum.com slash progress. Right now, when you order online with my special URL, you'll get 25% off your first purchase. This is an amazing deal, so don't wait. Go now to the letter A, the number two, platinum.com slash progress. That's a2platinum.com slash progress. One of my favorite messages I get is when women tell me that they think we would be besties in real life. And I totally agree with them because I believe this is the coolest, most generous, smartest community of women online. Do you know there's now a way for you to be my bestie or even my ride or die? If you become a supporter of the show at either of these levels, then we get to hang out together more online and I get to be more personal with you in my private premium podcast of the same name, More Personal. You can check out how to become my podcast bestie and support the future of About Progress by going to aboutprogress.com support. Now, because I love to do my own research within our community of women, I pulled our community and I asked them if they thought it was harder for them to form habits than their male counterparts, whether it's a spouse or siblings or friends. And the majority answered yes. Then I asked why they thought that was. And I thought their answers totally held up everything else we've been discussing. Let me share a few of them. I'm going to go through this a little faster. Reasons came up like childcare, tired, up with babies at night, sick kids, pregnancy, periods. I feel like I manage so much in my head for the family. He can focus on one to two things at a time. That's the mental load we were talking about. They take on less responsibilities with household things so they have more time. I have more draws and distractions in my life. I need to be more flexible. My mind is always multitasking and I get distracted and, and men can often focus on one thing at a time. My husband's life is very routine because of work. As a stay-at-home mom, mine is very fluid and changing. Men feel more okay taking time to create habits. I think women feel guilty for taking the time. My life is always in flux, managing kids and their changing needs and schedules. His is way more consistent, which allows him the room to be consistent with his habits. Now, there were a lot more, but one of my favorites I came in, I think sums it up perfectly. Men have fewer responsibilities, not lesser, but fewer I want to say one more thing about habit fails. Many of you think because of your habit fails that you are bad at habits, but you already have good habits 
and many of them, ones that you've been able to maintain for a long time. And those habits have to do with your responsibilities. Because you show up. You show up for work. You show up for the dishes. You show up for the people in your home. From homework to dates to bedtime. You show up for the chore schedule. You show up for the work deadline and even helping with those work parties. You show up for mealtimes, for the laundry, and even for the toilet, for heaven's sakes. You show up with so many habits that support your responsibilities. But my question is this. What habits are supporting you? This, my friends, is what I feel is what we are missing the most. In our rush to be more reliable, more productive, and more industrious, we are running on fumes with no gas station in sight. Here's what Ivrotsky shared about that. Quote, 78% of moms say they are so busy maintaining family stability by being constantly available mentally and physically to deal with every detail of home life that they aren't taking care of themselves. Unquote. That has to do with moms in particular, but I know it translates to all women. This comes back to what we've been saying all along. Women must do habits differently. Our habits have to be designed to be possible with little time, low energy, limited support, and lots of interruptions. And even bigger picture, our habits need to be designed to support us so we can support all the responsibilities connected to us. Does this seem impossible to you with all I've shared? Should we just throw in the towel? Maybe we should say, woe is me. The class is over. We're just doomed. We just need to keep living our martyr-bound lives shackled to the chains of invisible labor. No, we are women after all. We are smart. We are strong. We are more than capable. To me, it all comes back to this phrase. When we know better, we can do better. And for habits, that means we can do habits differently. We don't have to follow the habit formations that were not designed for us to begin with. Now, once I discovered that, that the GMGMs were not going to work for me and they're not going to work for the women I worked with, I decided to do my own work to form a method for real women who need real habits. I began by tweaking and experimenting on habit formation that lined up with all I had been learning about progress outside of perfectionism for years already up to this point. And I did that tweaking and that experimentation over time for years and with the hundreds of women that I helped coach. Over time, I took the best of what was already out there. I altered what needed to be altered. And I filled in the many gaps with my own research and experimentation. And I created a method for us. It's called the sticky habit method. The sticky habit method works. Not just for me, but for the many, many clients of women I've worked with who have a whole variety of backgrounds, kids, no kids, grandparent, single person, single mom, working in the home, working outside the home, all across the board. If you're like these women and you want to feel more like yourself, have more energy, improve your relationships, deepen your spiritual identity, improve your sleep, have time for hobbies, create more order in your day-to-day life and so much more. You need supportive habits. And as you know by now in this class, that means that you need to do those habits differently. I want to give you a tangible example. One big way my method is different from the GMGMs is that women in my method learn to form habits with flexibility built in to the habit design. Remember that 21-28-100 day answer and how that number relies on a form of rigid consistency. The sticky habit method redefines consistency. It not only makes room for flexibility, it's actually founded on the very idea that consistency is 
only possible with flexibility. These are not competing ideals. They work together, especially for women. Because of this design factor alone, I can honestly tell you that I am good at forming habits. I'm a habit person now. And so are the many, many women that I have worked with and have learned the sticky habit method. That's because the sticky habit method is designed for you. Up to the point in this class, I hope that you have learned a lot that gives you this little sigh of relief as you're able to own that you haven't failed at habits. The habit formations that you've been using set you up to fail. They failed you. And while that information is so relieving, what I want to now do is give you some hope and where you can go from here. And as part of that, let's share some news. The good news is that you can do the work that I did too. You can figure out a method that works for you. You can experiment, you can tweak, you can do the research. You can find a way to form habits that stick even with your little time, low energy, and limited support. But the better news for those of you who are ready for more help, more support, to learn a tried and true method that works and that was designed for you, I'd like to invite you to learn about the Sticky Habit Method in a 21-day habit challenge live course and community called the Sticky Habit Intensive. In my years of habit work, both on myself and with my clients, I've discovered a few elements that women need to successfully learn and create sustainable habits. The method needs to be simple, actionable, doable, supportive, and accountable. The Sticky Habit Intensive is the 21-day experience that makes these elements possible, and I want to break this down for you. Let's start with simple. The way I teach the Sticky Habit Method in the Intensive is designed to be simple. What you see here is a picture of one of the many bestsellers that I read on Habit Formation. And like those of you who have read those bestsellers, I dog-eared this book to death as I got fire-hosed with information. It not only took me a great deal of time to read, but then I was met with disappointment when almost nothing I learned helped me make real changes in my life. I am well aware of your limited time, energy, and support. I know that women learning from me need real change and real fast. So I've designed my sticky habit method to be taught via step-by-step lessons that teach you how to redefine habits and redesign the habit formation method without getting fire-hosed with information that you do not need. My teaching isn't designed to impress you with all I know. My method is designed to help you change. Now, I do that by teaching you only what you need to know and in ways that are both simple and gradual. The Sticky Habit Intensive is designed for you. Now, principles are awesome, but without application, they're simply ideas. And this is where I want to tell you that the Sticky Habit Intensive is also designed to be actionable. The About Progress community has had a big do something focus and mindset for a very long time. And this intensive is no different. Each live lesson, meaning I will teach you in a live classroom online, each of them will have actionable ways for you to take what you're learning and apply it in real time to your real life. We also have a metric to guide those actions with a workbook. Now, this is a picture of the workbook and you will use it alongside what you learn it helps you distill the most important ideas and it also leads you and supports you to take action. The Sticky Habit Intensive is designed for you. It's also designed to be doable. I know you are on call 24-7. You have a lot of responsibilities that demand that you act right away. That means you need what's actionable to also be doable. If you've ever done any kind of online challenge in the past, then you know they are very involved. It requires a ton of learning time. It requires a lot of application time. And it requires a lot of perfection. 
And all of that comes at a cost. Instead, our habit challenge with the intensive is very doable. Starting with the weekly live lesson, it's just 60 minutes. And this is where you will not just learn, you'll also have time to work on the workbook. The action that you need to take outside of the calls will take literal minutes. And that's all due to the habit formation method I have to teach you. The habits can be formed differently. They don't have to be super time intensive and involved. In addition, the way that you learn habits will not be like it is in middle school where the teacher assigns you work and you basically go home and teach yourself. That's not how this is going to be. Finally, instead of doing all the habits and all the things and being very, very involved, in this intensive, you are going to choose one habit that you need to prioritize the most in your life, and you will work on that habit throughout the intensive. This means that not only will you learn the material because you're applying it with one habit at a time, you will also gain the know-how and the confidence you need to form a lifetime of habits from here, and you will have the habit that you need the most. That can create a trickle-down effect in your life, helping you in so many other areas than just this habit. You'll learn more about that in the intensive too. That's because this intensive is designed for you. As part of that, it's designed to be supportive. Speaking of not having to just teach yourself outside of our live classes, you will not move through this intensive alone. You will have so much support from me personally, from from our weekly hour-long group coaching call that is outside of the lesson time. And there I'm going to help you troubleshoot all your questions and what comes up for you. You'll also get my expertise throughout the 21 days through a private online community that you have where I am the one personally answering and supporting you. The Sticky Happen Intensive is designed for you. That means it's also been designed to be accountable. I'm going to be honest with you. I am not one of those people that typically gravitates to having a lot of accountability. I never love group projects. I tend to work pretty well on my own and I'm pretty self-motivated. However, Since the pandemic, I've had to own for myself that community is key. I have designed built-in accountability for whatever range of accountability you need, whether that's just learning alongside other women, which you will be in an exclusive online group, or we also have built-in accountability where you check in on the calls that you attended, you report in on your work and how you're applying it in your real life. In addition to that, You'll have a private online platform of like-minded women who are learning alongside you and they check in on each other. They support each other. And finally, if you love an extra layer of accountability, you'll have that option by creating a real accountability buddy that you will find within the intensive. You'll message each other. You'll check in on each other. You'll seek and give each other real support in real time. Regardless of what level of accountability you gravitate to, the Sticky Habit Intensive is designed for you to have that. Now, I shared about these elements that make participants successful, but there was another one that came up and it really surprised me. Women also need urgency. The sticky habit method is designed to be urgent. And with that, I mean, you need boundaries, both in time, you need limitations. You want that extra push, the extra urgency that you need to complete things. We've added that urgency in a few ways. One is our lessons are live calls. The second is that we only have 21 days together. That adds that little push that you need to attend the classes, to participate with the online community because they're not going to be there forever. And the third way is that you will have replays for those live calls and for the coaching calls, but those are time sensitive. You get them for just 30 days after the intensive ends. That gives you the incentive you need to complete this intensive, to participate, to prioritize your time. And because of that, having the deadlines you need to complete this intensive and be successful with it. I love what Gretchen Rubin says on these lines. She says, something that can be done at any time is often done at no time. That's why we've designed the sticky habit intensive to have the urgency you need to be there. Now, while these aspects have deadlines, There is a bonus included 
and signing up with a sticky habit intensive that does not have an expiration. And that's these two benefits. Even just with signing up, you'll get all pre-recorded lessons to all course materials. I have pre-recorded the lessons for you. I have a permanent workbook you can always use and reprint if you want to work on a new habit. And we also have a bonus module that's all about bad habits specifically. And as long as these materials exist, you have them. And that includes any future updates that happen with the pre-recorded and static materials. The Sticky Habit Intensive is designed for your long-term success. It's designed for a real woman who needs flexibility, faster results, and the foundation for a lifetime of growth and support to come. Let's share what's included in our 21 days together. You get three live lessons with me. You get three live group coaching calls with me. You also get access to all of those replays for 30 days post-intensive. You get one workbook to guide your learning and implementation. You also get access to a time-limited private online community for more motivation and extra layers of accountability. And again, you get this bonus of long-term access to all course materials. I want to share some examples of real women who have learned the sticky habit method and what it changed for them. This is Kelly. Kelly is a breast cancer survivor. She's a mom of four who works part-time. She also has ADHD that adds a lot of overwhelm to her life. And I love what she has to say about the sticky habit method. She said, quote, this has been the missing piece for me in habit formation. I know it will still not be a smooth road. That's actually part of the method on the side. You learn that habit fails are part of the process and how to deal with them. Okay, let me go back to the quote. I know it will still not be a smooth road, but the mindset shifts and practical tips will keep me on the path that will help me form habits aligned with my values. The biggest mindset was recognizing that the problem wasn't me failing, it was the system failing. This takes out the shame and makes it a game for me. I'm able to recognize why I fell, not shame myself and get back on the wagon. I'm also proud to say that thanks to the sticky habit method that you learn in the intensive, Kelly successfully created a meditation habit and the habit of getting to bed earlier and has been able to maintain those things. The next person I want to tell you about is Laurel. Laurel is a mom of three little kids. She's a stay-at-home mom to them. She and her husband also have a hobby form, and she's also been working on her own small business. The habit she wanted to work on was creating a quiet time to pray and connect with God via prayer. She was able to form that, but in addition to that, she changed her relationship with habits. I love what she said here, quote, I started this course feeling like I didn't have many habits I could stack together because I am always flexing my daily routines and schedules, being a mom of young kids. But I learned that I am in control of a lot more tiny variables than I realized. I really loved creating and viewing it all from my ideal to the bare minimum. That concept she shared there is something that you'll learn way more about in the sticky habit method. Remember, consistency and flexibility work together. Now, I am really serious about helping women change, not so that they change into someone they're not, but so that they change into their true selves and they feel supported because habits are that essential piece to that support. They are paramount to the equation of making progress in your life. And I'm honored to assist you in creating that progress. And this is why a final bonus is worth bringing up. Once you've participated in an intensive, you join a kind of club with special privileges. In addition to having long-term access to all course materials like I shared, you get a VIP discount pass to all future intensives. I am planning to host intensives just four times a year, but that means after you participate in an intensive, you can join any future intensive at a massive discount. And I'm saying massive. Your cost will be just enough to push you to participate, but at a no-brainer rate. You'll get your pass each time an intensive launches. And that means four times a year, you can work on a new habit in our supportive, motivating, and fun community. It's pretty awesome. I like to be really transparent about things. And I know it can be icky to talk about money, but I am not one of those people that will only put what you're charged 
behind multiple buttons. So let me just be transparent with you first. For perspective purposes, working with me one-on-one for weekly calls at four months comes at an investment of time and money. And this is what I currently charge for a coaching package of working with me one-on-one for four months. I charge $3,000. I know that's a lot of money. Again, for transparency, anytime I open up my coaching slots, I always sell out. Going back to the intensive though, your investment is $87. Just $87. Not just for the amazing things you're getting, the three live lessons, three live coaching calls, 30-day access to replays, one workbook, an online community, and all the bonuses I shared. But more than that, you're going to get the habit that you need the most right now. In my experience, even one habit can create so much change in all the areas that you are needing the most to. Don't underestimate the power of a single habit. So now that you know better, it's time for you to decide how you're going to do better. If as part of that, you are ready to do habits differently, this is my invitation to make the decision to join the next Sticky Habit Intensive. We have it linked for you, but you can find it at aboutprogress.com slash intensive. And you will see when our next intensive is, and you can sign up now for whenever that time is. If you have questions that will help you make that decision, fantastic. I am absolutely available to answer any questions you have through email. And you can do that at hello at aboutprogress.com, and I will answer you right away. Again, we host intensives just four times a year, but don't wait until later and the next one and the next one to get started. Start now, even if it's not the perfect time. There is never a perfect time. And again, the Sticky Habit Intensive is designed for busy women who do not have perfect times. Go to aboutprogress.com slash intensive. It's linked for you. Now, if you're not ready, I'll be here when you are. Another intensive will be there when you are ready. But again, I want to challenge you to start before you're ready. Do something. Not all. Not nothing. Don't be a nothinger. Don't pay the price of perfection by doing the all. Come with us and do something for you so that you can be more supported, so that you can show up, not just for your responsibilities, not just for your people that are often connected to your responsibilities, but for yourself, regardless of what decision you're able to make right now. I hope you leave this class knowing a few things that you didn't when you came into it. Why women are set up to fail with habits, why we need to do things differently, and how you can make that choice to do habits differently. And most importantly, I hope that you can leave with a little bit of a push to do something to find ways to support yourself. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. There are no progress pointers in this episode. It would have been like 30 points long. So instead, I'd encourage you to maybe listen again or even take the video version if it would be helpful for you to see the slides that you hear me referencing. And you can find that for free at aboutprogress.com slash habit class. If you are listening to this episode, the week it airs, and that's the first week of February in 2024, our first intensive starts just next week. You can join us at aboutprogress.com slash intensive. If that time has passed, you can still go there and sign up for the next one, which I plan to host in the spring. And then again, in the summer and in the fall. Shifting my teaching of the Sticky Habit Method from a self-paced course, which it no longer is available as anymore, but now to a live course with a community and a habit challenge to boot is honestly more work for me, but it's the kind of work that I can 100% stand by. I am so eager to support you in learning a new way to form habits, especially, especially if you are a busy woman who deserves to have more supportive habits in her life and needs more support to get there. Take a leap. I hope to see you in the intensive. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Oh, and if you want to hear a little outtake on how I forgot my own send off, keep listening. Thank you so much for being here and taking part in this class.
Now I hope you can go do something. Now go do something. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something. Now go and do something too. What's that ending I always do? Do something to make a change. No. Thank you for listening. Now go do something. Oh, with what you learned. Okay, there we go. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.